Welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Today's episode will have you in stitches. That's right. After over 140 episodes of a podcast about cozy things, we are finally covering working with yarn from knitting to crochet. Weaver artist and returning All Things Cozy guest Kayla Mattis will be joining us to help us tell our cords from our chain stitches, and we'll be discussing the projects we've attempted. But first, it's Cozy in the News. So you'll want to say this piece of Cozy News for November of next year, because chances are you'll want to invite Georgia Gardener David Anderson to your Thanksgiving feast. As 13 WMAZ reported, Anderson is poised to break the Guinness World Record for the largest sweet potato, harvesting a whopping 180 pounds of the cozy staple off of just one plant. And the past record to beat, if you're curious, is 80 pounds from a grower in Spain. So there's a lot of reasons why I love this story, and mostly because the quotes are phenomenal, the reporting is phenomenal, and the community comes across as very sweet and cozy. So not only did many members of the town come out to watch the harvesting, but Anderson has this really wonderful, very matter-of-fact way of describing his accomplishments. So when the reporter asked what type of knife he used to harvest the potatoes, he said, I found it four or five years ago. It was just a blade and I wrapped it in tape, (laughs) which is really great. And then another great quote is from a bystander who said of Anderson, if he tells you the chicken did snuff, you can look under its wings and find the can. Admittedly, I didn't know what that meant. And for those who don't, it's just a way of saying that if he if he tells you something, it's it's true. So if the chicken looked under his wing and he, he said that he was smoking, he he is. So that's what the snuff means. I'm probably the only person who didn't know. But you're definitely not because that's <laughs> news to me too. Okay, well now everyone knows that the chicken did snuff means that he's doing like the tobacco chew, I think. This chicken has some terrible habits. I think we need an intervention for this chicken. Another great one it's a great day when you can see someone potentially breaking their world record. And I thought it was so sweet, the emphasis on potentially and mm-hmm. that the potential of something was enough to draw out a massive crowd and this whole <laughs> article on it. Last but not least, fact I found really cozy, the potatoes got a police escort to the way station and Anderson also plans to donate many of the potatoes to his church. So just a really sweet story that reminded me of that pumpkin grower from last year who won the cozy awards the news story where he got in his pumpkin boat we'll see if this gardener will have the same luck at the cozy awards talk about uh, a vip a very important potato yes definitely <laughs> a, po- all, a police escort right all 180 pounds of it and i guess i'm also really not tuned into how pe- people grow and harvest things because i didn't know that you could grow all these potatoes off of one plant or that's how it worked. I thought there was all individual potatoes that were coming out of the ground. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get any clarity from me. I'm not, I don't really necessarily have a green thumb, but our listeners can tell us all about horticulture and what we should know about potatoes. Yeah. I mean, I think any kind of story like this is very cozy and I'm really interested to learn where the spuds end up. Like, who's going to end up eating this? How does it taste? 
sometimes I feel like the larger things get, the less flavor they retain. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the goal here is not about being the most delicious potato, but simply the biggest. But yeah, you just love to see people who are so passionate about these things and are really reaching for the stars, even if their vessel to space is a sweet potato. (laughs) Well, what are you (laughs) stitching over in your news desk? Here's a yarn for you. A group of Texas grandmothers living at Edgemere, a senior residential community in Dallas, have banded together to craft clothing and toys for children in hospitals and war zones. Every week, they hook up to create things like hats, scarves, and sweaters for Ukrainian refugees, orphans in Romania, and hats for infants who are cardiology patients at the local children's hospital. They call themselves the Nitwits. Though that name is not popular with all of its members, NBC Dallas-Fort Worth reports that one member, Marianne, says she, quote, never liked the name Nitwits, adding, Mm -hmm. there's no men in the group, but we sure would like to have a couple come in. (laughs) She's really worried the name Nitwits is keeping the men away. (laughs) Another member, Marianne, is 102 years old, and she says she loves knitting with the group because it keeps her creative, busy, and having something good to think about. Hats off to this incredible group of women. Well, I love that you found a news piece that was adjacent to what we're talking about today, which is very, very cozy. Once again, I love these local news stories for the the poll quotes. This is so amazing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what she thinks is deterring the men, the name. But I I think the name is cute and catchy. But I also, I don't know if I'd, I, I, I like the name either if I was in that group because they're doing such wonderful, sweet work. I don't know yeah. if the nitwits is a fit, but I think it's really funny. Yeah, if they were making more just fun stuff and they never had any charitable bone in their body, they were just a group, group of crazy crocheters and they got <laughs> together and made crochets. the wackiest stuff, then I think the nitwits would be a great name. But I agree with you. I think their work is really moving and powerful. And you know, a lot of the women were talking about how at their age, they really still want to feel useful and connected. And this is a way that they can continue to give to their community and feel valued and know that what they're doing is helping other people. So I really admire this group of people because of their love and affection for not just the community. Like I know that part of the story is that one of the nitwits, their daughter is a cardiologist at the hospital, which kind of gave, gave them that hospital connection so they could make things for the babies and children who were patients there. But even beyond that, to like really open their hearts to communities they've never seen. They're making stuff for Ukrainian refugees. They actually got started making liners for helmets for soldiers in mm. Afghanistan. It's always so heartening to know that there's people out there who are so kind and caring. And it's a little bit of cozy news we can put in our back pocket and know not every news item is about how terrible the world is. We have the nitwits. They're out there. They're doing great work. They're out there. Yeah, very cute. And I love the 102-year-old woman who is staying busy and active. And it's so important to, to stay sharp. So good for her. Absolutely. And maybe the secret to longevity is needlework. So I'm glad we're here today to dive into this important topic. Again, I am shocked at ourselves that we have gotten this far with the show and it's taken this long for us to get to this topic. I know it's been on our list of cozy topics for ages, but honestly, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've always been scared of this topic because I don't have the skills. And so I was always waiting for, you know, the right expert guest, you know, the right opportunity to learn. And it just kind of seems so daunting as a complete newcomer and novice to this arena. 
but I am really excited to report that we have gotten into our crafts. We have learned a lot, excited to share what we've learned, and especially excited to have an expert to walk us through the intricacies of this incredibly complicated tapestry of different crafts, which will lead us into our main segment, which I, th I think threads the needle into our main topic. So Jillian, I'm going to hand this over to you. Tell us about diving into handicrafts and needlework. So as cozy connoisseurs, we've always been drawn to working with yarn and have wanted to do an episode on it for a very long time. But you don't need to be a detective to thread together that we aren't exactly experts in the art of knitting, crochet, which I also called crotchet earlier when we're off, <laughs> before off mic, we started recording, and tufting. In fact, we barely knew the difference, at least I'll speak for myself. <laughs> so we pulled out the big guns, or shall I say, the big looms, to weave the blanks together. Welcome to the podcast, Kayla Mattis, my longtime best friend, former guest visual artist and weaver whose work has found homes in galleries, museums, and exhibitions across the U.S. and abroad. Welcome back. Welcome Kayla. back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're super excited. So my first question for you, because once again, as I said, you're very accomplished. Can you describe your work a little bit to our listeners and what you do and the tools that you use and all of the amazing work that goes into that? I'm a weaver. I'm specifically a tapestry weaver. So I like use the medium to create images on the loom. So I use looms or these big contraptions. And yeah, my work looks at kind of how we consume digital culture and just like what's happening in the present moment through the lens of the screen. And there's this really interesting history with looms and computing and how looms kind of were the thing that guided the evolution of computing. So I always think about that as this like backbone of what I make. Kayla, your work is stunning. Every time I see a piece by you, I'm like drawn in fully. It's it's like such an amazing mixture of like nostalgia because it captures a lot of the popular culture or even early computing where like certain windows appear or it, it's like almost like my life story or our, our collective life story on screens <laughs> all put together in this more, you know, tactile format. That is something usually that we're looking, you know, into a screen at. So it's just incredible. If you haven't seen Kayla's work, do check it out. The link to her Instagram is in our show notes. But Kayla, as we're trying to get our facts straight, can you help us understand the difference between things like sewing and knitting and crochet and tufting and weaving? And that's a lot of different things. So take that and, you know, whatever steps you want to. <laughs> but in the simplest of terms or are we missing anything in terms of like this larger world of crafts that work with yarn? I can try to break it all down. I was joking before that I feel like I'm always correcting people about this stuff. In a way we are asking you to be corrected. So please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, all of these processes work with yarn, but they're so completely different in terms of like the actual structures, like how the yarn is manipulated to like create different structures that make a fabric right and some of them you're using a tool like a loom or with tufting you can either use a manual hook or you can there's even these things called tufting guns that are these like wow <laughs> that sounds violent and yeah. they're very loud I, I have a few friends that work with those and I've, I've never had myself but so I think like with each medium, there's so many different variations in more simpler terms. Knitting, if you're doing hand knitting, you're using two different needles to 
make a stitch and that stitch is a loop. Whereas with weaving, it's a grid. So like when I'm weaving, there's a vertical and a horizontal and you can think of it as a grid, whereas like knitting is a loop and then weaving, I'm using a loom. Sewing by hand, you're using a needle and thread to put two pieces of fabric together in different ways or with a machine, you're doing the same thing, but you're using a machine. Embroidery, you're more in line with sewing and that you're using a needle and a thread, but you use different stitches to kind of create an image onto the fabric and you're using, usually using that hoop to kind of stretch out that fabric and then make the image. It's a very, very slow process. <laughs> and crochet is more in the camp of knitting, but different because you're using one hook and it's a different structure than knitting. It's, it's more like a, a knot. It's, it's all kind of just different ways of manipulating yarn to create fabric. That's a good way of putting it, that the main difference is just how you manipulate it. It's all, it all comes from the same well, per, you mm -hmm. know, in a, in a way. It's just a different form of cooking it up, if you will. I mean, that thing that you were working on with the latch hook, that's also different because you, you have this grid already that you're working from, right? It's like a plastic kind of. Yeah, grid. which which brings me to my next question, which was what our projects fall under in that umbrella. And I sent you, I sent Kayla photos of what we were working on. And we'll go into our projects in detail once we hop off with Kayla. But I have, yeah, this is essentially it's a grid and it's in the shape of a rug or a mat. And you could use it for a bunch of different things. It was painted, as Kayla joked, it's like a color by numbers <laughs> for, for tufting. And I didn't know, I never heard the term tufting ever, I don't think. And so you told me that, that when I sent you that picture, oh, that's tufting. Mm -hmm. And because it has the very short pieces of yarn are you using that was it you said it's a latchet a latch hook a latch hook okay yeah it's a latch hook tool can you describe what is a latch hook tool and how you use it well I think like the easiest way to think about what it is is that think about what a carpet looks like or what a rug looks like with that how the yarn is kind of standing up and it's mm -hmm. raised like that's that's the that's what you're making you're making this fabric that is a series of knots onto this grid mm -hmm. so the tool is just allowing you to attach that yarn onto the grid yeah and once you get into it you can make some progress but it takes a lot of time but i'll get into my project later but so matt's project is crochet is crochet yeah and and i like the how you described it as knots because it really is like your really stitching together these knots either in like a chain or in a loop um, so they all come together and then you can make even three-dimensional pieces depending on the way that you make your stitches so they can even close in together although it has been interesting working with it because it then combines some needlework insofar as like if I'm doing some kind of embroidery with that or even to close off some of those loops I have to use a needle so I can close them down so they they stay together so on the topic of beginners, what practice do you recommend for beginners? So if I was somebody who was like, I want to get cozy with working with my hands and yarn, but I really don't know about much about like that arena. And I know that's kind of an activity I'm interested in, but I don't know which one I should go for. Do you have any tips for like where to start out in the world of working with yarn? Different people gravitate towards different ways of working, you know, like for me, obviously I became a weaver and 
it made sense to me in ways that knitting didn't. So, I mean, I think if you're starting out, getting one of those kits or taking a class is a good option. There's also just like so many ways to learn these things on YouTube. Absolutely. YouTube is like a huge benefit of living now in terms of like really getting to see intricately how are people making their stitches? What's the actual technique that goes into the work? Because I noticed, especially looking at some of the stuff that when, like, when I was in a Joanne fabric store or a Michael's and they have like books or kits that come with books that are instructional, but it's sort of difficult, I find, to learn via image, like a flat image of how to do something, you know, because it's a three-dimensional art. And so it, it really helps to look at it. I mean, not the final product per se, but like the act of making it does, you're moving your yarn through space. So it's easier to see how someone's making that. And even like speaking of crochet, how do I move my hook? So it's really important to see that in action. So I definitely, I think maybe even just checking out like different YouTube tutorials and kind of seeing which one looks the most approachable or kind of has the motion. Because one thing I was sort of surprised by was I had kind of imagined in my mind's eye, like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm crocheting or I'm knitting or whatever. And I'm watching TV and I get to do this thing while I'm doing something else. And that has not been the case. Like I have to be 100% attentive to the task, which is its own Zen but at the same time, it does take your full attention to make sure that you're, you know, you're doing things precisely. If you're looking for something that's like where you don't have to think in that way, I, I feel like tufting is a better option. I don't know how you feel, Jillian, from doing it, but like, yeah, you got the technique down. You're just kind of attaching the yarns and following the color. Yeah, it definitely. And I'll, I'll explain why it was a little tricky for me when we go in, into our crafts because the act of tufting you're right it, I could watch my shows or at least pay attention through listening and I got through a lot of episodes I've been meaning to get through by doing that but following the pattern I think was the, the trickiest part you have to really pay attention to the color scheme but to Matt's point about learning how to use the latchet tool I also looked on YouTube and there's a bunch of different ways to use it and I just had to sift through a few videos until I actually got it, until someone explained it and showed it in the way that I needed to see it and understand it. There's a lot of great tufting videos with these kits in particular that you can find. And I think it was a great way for me to start. I think I recommend tufting in my personal opinion, just because you can follow that paint by numbers scenario. And it's just, it's nice to come away with a cute little kit that has everything, has a latchet tool, has the yarn, has the instructions. Mine also didn't have any explicit instructions. It was just, hey, here's this rug or that you, your snowman you're supposed to make. And I'm proud to say there wasn't any tears, but I was getting a little frustrated in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of trying to limit the frustration and really lean into the coziness of what we're discussing, what do you find cozy about your work and then on top of that what are your tips to make a workspace or crafting spot cozy as can be something that i really like about being a weaver is that it's like a clean meteor you know like I, I i work in my house and yarn it's not like i'm working with paint and like clay or like i i can be cozy at home i work alongside my cats and lighting is a really important thing i think like during the day i can have the the natural light but at night I find that it's really cozy to not turn the light all the way up but just have more lighting behind me and then 
have enough light directly onto what I'm working on, where I can keep working, and it creates a cozy atmosphere. <laughs> I think there's just like inherently something cozy about working with a material that is used to keep you warm. It's like a, a material that we wear, that we sit on, and yarn is, it just has that built-in coziness. Yeah, definitely. And your space, and I've I've seen it a pan, go <laughs> close and personal, if if you will. And it's you have it positioned in a wonderful space, like you said, where the natural light comes in, and your cats sometimes sit on this, <laughs> yeah. this, the loom. And I don't know if people necessarily understand how big it is. It's like a a big oh. old school piano. Yeah, the loom. It's massive. Oh, it is. I joke that it's kind of the size of a car, but like a very small car, like a Fiat. <laughs> yeah. when you're looking at looms are there like oh that's the ferrari of looms or like <laughs> or is it like oh i want like this classic kind of loom that's like a model t loom i really prefer i think it's actually pronounced leclerc i recently learned but leclerc's and mccombers which is the kind of loom that i learned on for the most part getting a loom is more of like a let's go on craigslist kind of process mm-hmm. point and buying a new one and there's actually something nice about the history of an old loom it's like been worked on and it doesn't make it um any less usable it's kind of adds character to it but yeah my my big loom i was searching for for years and to find it it was like a very special lucky thing (laughs) and now and now it's your loom for life (laughs) i think it is yeah (laughs) and you have a also i think attached to it is a Maybe a little mini TV or your phone or some you can watch and listen to stuff. I set up this wonky kind of like IKEA hack situation where I have my iPad attached by a big rubber band to one of those like IKEA wooden like you put your iPad on it on, on the table thing. So I just like throw that on top of the lamp and I'll usually just watch shows that I've seen a bunch. Kind of background noise. That's a layer of cozy. Yeah, for sure. Well, Kayla, thank you again for taking the time to walk us through this magical and expansive world <laughs> as we're trying to get our our facts straight. We really appreciate it. Where can folks check in with your work? I would say Instagram's probably the, the best place at Kayla Mattis, M-A-T-T-E-X. My website's also my name, so kaylamattis.com. Well, thank you again for, for coming by, and I hope that we didn't get you too crazy with us, our lack of understanding. Thank you, Kayla. Yeah, of course. Thanks. So, Julian, now that Kayla has walked us through the generalities of working with yarn, and we talked a little bit about the general coziness of the craft, let's talk about what we specifically attempted. Talk us through how you decided to dive into this world and, and what your craft was all about. Yeah, I think what got me confused about all the terminology is when I was searching on Amazon, so I needed something quickly because I didn't know how long it was going to take me. I just typed in sewing or knitting kits, and it brought a lot of the search results I got. It's what I ended up buying, which is a latch hook rug kit, which has nothing to do with knitting or sewing. I also initially searched for knitting kit, and that's where I got a lot of crochet stuff. And so I went into the crochet domain because it seems like certain things are a little more beginner friendly. And so it seems like in this case, tufting for you was what <laughs> the internet led you to and crochet was it for me. Tell us about your your tufting. I found this really neat store oddly called ZFF 
L-Y-H. It's on Amazon. And it has all of these winter-themed and also really cool fall-themed latch hook rug kits. And essentially, it's the size of a tiny little carpet or a, a bath mat or something your pet could sleep on. That's what it's built for. It said it could be a doormat and a rug pad. I'm just anything you essentially want it for. And it's like Kayla said, it's a grid. But yeah, it's a little piece of uh, yarn and you can put it into a tiny, very tiny loop. And then you take your latch hook and you slip it through the, the loop. And then you, with the the yarn hooked on the, the latch hook, you pu- push it through the little rung on the, the grid that you have. You open the hook and ensure that it's placed in between there. And then you pull it through and the hook um, it's, it's closed at that point, and then it creates a little knot. So it's just like how Kayla described. I mean, I got the snowman, so the Christmas snowman. It's really cute. It's, as the kit says, it's an easy start for beginners. Once I learned how to use the latch hook, I was cooking, and um, it was really easy to do. It's very zen and meditative. I could do it while watching episodes, and um, it feels really soft and, and fuzzy, and I think it's going to be a really cute little rug once I'm done with it and I plan on giving it as a gift. The only thing that's a little bit difficult is keeping track of the colors because as Kayla says, it's a paint by numbers and the grid is colored. But since I don't know how great the quality of this kit is, is that some of the colors bleed together. So the whites almost look like blues. And so I can't really necessarily follow the pattern on the rug. So I have to use the instructions they gave me. And so they have it by letters. So for example, the white color is F. And so they have the little paint by numbers printout that you can go by if you don't want to use the colors on the on the rug. So that's been kind of difficult because I made a lot of mistakes, but it's easy to remove the piece of yarn once you latch it. So if you make a mistake, it's not that difficult to, you know, start start over again. So I would definitely recommend this for a beginner. And I look forward to doing it every single day before work. I'd wake up, have my coffee and do it. Or if I just wanted to wind down with a glass of wine and watch my shows, I I, I did it. So it's something that I look forward to doing. And I think I'm going to get other kits in the future. So I'm hooked on the latch hook. You get ready for a lot of different seasonal rugs in Jillian's house. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Especially the pre-printed canvas. I mean, you can't go wrong with with that it's really difficult to 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 mess up who knows maybe it will be a great bath mat gift for someone truly one of the joys of kind of going back to the nitwits we discussed in our new segment one of the great things about this sort of craft is that it becomes a gift becomes something that is a really special thing you can share because you made it with your hands and it took all this time and attention and so these become really meaningful family heirlooms so you were really able to, when you're doing this craft, watch TV. You you didn't have to necessarily have your eye on it all the time. Like you could oh. do it mechanically or did no, you feel my like you had to really look it. at it? Okay. No, so yeah, you yeah. can't, for example, like, cause we had done, what was that thing where we were like putting the bejeweling, the journals or whatever, like the stoning? Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And that you could, you could look up and down. I mean, yeah. for me, yeah, for this, I could definitely pay attention to what was going on in the show. So it's not like I had to devote my full attention. And sometimes I could look away a little bit, but why I had to keep my eyes on it so strictly is because of the pattern <laughs> and making sure I didn't 
put an F where a G needed to be. Yeah. That's that was the main issue for me at least. And a lot of kids do the tufting projects. A lot of the YouTube videos I looked at were parents saying, here's how to do it with your kids. And mm. the kit says eight to ten. Yeah. So but, it's it's, so it's yeah. a little more kid friendly. It's very the, kid friendly. One final question I have about the tufting is so in terms of like the you know the thread of the rug, those fibers, each of those have to be like a uniform height, correct? So are you paying a lot of attention to like how high the, you know, when you put the rug flat, I'm talking about like how tall each individual thing like is. So is yeah. height part of it? No, I don't think that was a concern for me because they're all cut to the same size. And it's hard to really mess that up if you're doing, because when you're looping the the thread and pinching both ends together, mm-hmm. you have the size you you need. And unless you somehow your fingers slip and your your loop is mismatched, they're all going to be the same size. If I look at mine right now, I would say my rug is all standing at the same height. Okay. So is each individual thread its own? You do not have to cut anything. It's, oh, it's no. Not, it's Let not me one clarify that. Thing. No, no, no. What was great is that it had bundles of the colored yarn with the letter on it. So mm-hmm. red was G and it would had all of the, the threads just cut in these little things like this, which is what I'm holding up is the size of so maybe it's all my pre-cut, finger. So you don't, you don't have to measure right. it out or anything. Okay. Right. It's all, it's all pre-cut, which was makes it so easy. A lot of people commented that one rug kit, I think it was about a winter cardinal, which is what I really wanted, was missing a bundle of colors. Mm. So if you get so far and then you're like, oh, I don't have it for their beak or whatever. It looks like I have all of the yarn here you know, make sure you look at the reviews because some kits might have not been stuffed correctly and then you're you're screwed. <laughs> I thought it was a ton of fun. I'm going to get more of these for sure. Yeah, and I can't wait to see the finished product. We'll we'll post these finished products on our social media when when they're ready. What about you? What were you, your Wobble? How did that go? If you're wondering what the heck are they talking about when they say Matt's making a Wobble. A Wobble. So... Wobble. Okay. Can't say anything. You no, said it I said... right. I said Wooble. It's, it sounds similar to me anyway, but Woobles are really fun, simple kits that teach you how to crochet by making adorable characters like Pierre the Penguin or Felix the Fox. And the Woobles were started by husband and wife team, Justine and Adrian, who really launched their brand into the atmosphere after they appeared on Shark Tank. And so when you go into a Joanne Fabric or a Michaels, you will see these kits there because they have become very popular for learning how to crochet. And the primary audience for these kits are adults. It might seem like they're, you know, it's for it's a kid thing, but really most people who pick up a wooble and make it are adults trying to learn to crochet. So the question is like, is this a, a really great way to to learn? I'll talk about that in a second, but just to give you a better idea of what's in your kit, it has everything you need to make your wooble. You get a crochet hook yarn in uh, a little more than you need in every color, stuffing, a tapestry needle, eyes, any kind of other little bits and bobs that you need to make your animal, it's in there. And the best of all, each kit comes with a QR code for step-by-step video instructions on how to crochet and make your wooble. It comes with a little pre-started loop because one of the more complicated things you can do in crochet is make something called a magic loop which is like a circle. Most of them are kind of spherical shaped. And so you kind of start with like what ends up for most of them being the crown of your head, which is already pre-made for you. And then you get to learn the very basic single stitches. 
and then increase stitches for just making the pattern that go around and around until you finally have to learn how to decrease stitch to make to close off your wooble. And then finally, you learn how to make a magic loop again to make the bottom of the sphere. When, when I'm making my Ralph the Reindeer, that's the kit I picked, it ended up looking like a chicken nugget at first because you just have like the <laughs> this like kind of pill-shaped stuffed animal with eyes in it. And then you start making all the different other parts like the ears and the snout and the in this case, the antlers. I really loved the videos. They were extremely useful. They go back over the instructions multiple times. You can pause it. You can rewind it. Super clear. Even the kind of yarn they give you to work with is made for beginners and it's made to be done and undone. And it's a very growth mindset focused learning kit where it's acknowledged you'll make mistakes. But that's okay. You just undo your stitch and try it all over again. And I did that multiple times. And so it's not frustrating because you can really easily count your stitches and kind of see how you're doing. And then before you get too far into making a mistake, you just undo it and redo it again. It did take my full attention. I couldn't really like do this and, you know, like, oh, have a conversation or like whatever. But that's part of the coziness is you're fully present in the moment. You're decompressing. You are crocheting. And as Kayla had mentioned, when you're crocheting, you take your hook and you are kind of making these knots, these stitches in a pattern. And then depending on how you make your stitches, it will take certain shapes. I really enjoyed it. I, I will say my verdict is this is a fantastic way to learn how to crochet. I'm I'm doing it. I'm crocheting. I'm making a stuffed wooble and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I would highly recommend these kits. They are a little pricey. They're like the $35, but you get everything you need. And I think the real value here isn't necessarily. And, you, you know, I think people could say like, wow, I could buy all the yarn for like a quarter of that price. Sure. But what you don't have if you're brand new is the instruction. And really what you're paying for here are the incredible step-by-step -step YouTube videos that take you through how to make it. So check it out. If you're interested in learning how to crochet, highly recommend starting out with a Wooble kit. I, I think what makes your kit stand out from mine is that you had those instructional videos. I had mm -hmm. to look for myself because all you got was the printout of the grid and the, the instructions for how, you know, where to place your yarn. And it gave you a visual image of the step-by-step -step, but there was no qr code there weren't any videos and so i had to do that extra piece myself and mine was a little less expensive at 23 dollars. so i guess they, you're not going to throw in some instructional videos but what also makes your kit very cute is that the the name is just so catchy you have mm -hmm. these little creatures and, and friends and so it reminds me almost of the sock monkey do you did you yeah, have I know that what you're talking about yeah. yeah and i remember doing that project with my mom and working on that and to have that little friend is really, is really cute. So yeah, maybe I'll try that out next. Yeah. And you have the Harry Potter woobles. Now they're going into a branded direction. In fact, actually you can get deals like right now, the, the Ralph, the reindeer, of course I went, you know, seasonal with it, but you can get him in a kit with Loco, the polar bear, polar bear, and you get like $10 off. So if you want to like really dive in and get Multiple woobles, they have different like bundles you can buy too. And you can, the whole family can be making them. For me, it felt almost like a homecoming because my grandma was huge into crochet. She would crochet potholders and stockings and she made a lot of clown dolls. So there'd be all these creepy <laughs> little plastic clown heads <laughs> around her apartment because she would then uh, crochet the bodies and stuff them. And I still have a lot of her crochet art 
uh, Christmas decorations. I have like a little table runner that she crocheted. And so I really feel connected to my grandma when I crochet. I really loved getting to learn this and just to keep the crochet in the family tradition. Yeah. And it's a sense of accomplishment too. I think sometimes, you know, when we're going through our busy days and doing our nine to fives, it's hard to find that feeling of, oh, I made this, I did this and feel proud about something. Mm -hmm. And even though mine is a paint by number is a kit, I feel proud that, oh, I made this progress. And when I give it to someone, I think that cozy feeling of, I made this with my hands and I made it for you. It's really special. Most people are using patterns when they're doing these things. So like, I'm not necessarily painting by numbers in the sense I don't have a grid, but like at the same time, I'm following a pattern someone else made. And so are most people who, you know, crochet or knit, they're following a pattern someone made. So I think it's just about like really getting to be the person who gets to make it and put that bit of yourself in the item that you're making. Again, I, you know, it took us a long time to get this topic, but I think it's truly one of the coziest things you can do. Like Kayla had mentioned, just getting to work with a material that is so soft and warm and it, you know, it turns into a rug or it turns into a stuffed animal. It's just so cozy and soft and it's it's nice to work with material like that. And also proving to oneself that you can you can do it because I think why I avoided this t- topic for so long because I just thought that, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. It's going to get me too upset and frustrated. Yeah. Here I am. Exactly. We're leveling up. This is just like our knife skills class. Like, you know, now we can cut and we can crochet and tuft. Right. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And if you want to be unstoppable too, the links for these kits are in our show notes. All right. It's time to put down our hooks, Jillian, (laughs) (laughs) and unwind our threads with some soothing sounds. You know, we've been talking a lot about calming down with crochet and tufting and and yarn work, but I think we need to rev up a little bit in a cozy way. And we're going to do that with my pick. So my soothing sound this week is What Has Rock and Roll Ever Done For You by Dolly Parton and Stevie Nicks. Originally, this song was written by Stevie for Fleetwood Mac. But she brought the demo to Dolly for their duet on Dolly's new album, which just came out on November 17th, titled Rockstar. All the songs are, they're rocking. They're, they're, a lot of them are covers of popular rock songs. This song in particular was inspired by an affair ooh, Stevie Nicks had with, of course, a famous rock and roller. When she asked him, what has rock and roll done for you? He, this, is, this is what she said. In a, a, who knows? I, this, this is a hard to believe conversation, but apparently that he then replied, well, everything. I'm famous and rich. Which, you know, fair enough. Hence, this song got, got written. And now it's been recorded with Stevie and Dolly. This album also features contributions from rock stars like Steven Tyler, Elton John, Sting, Steve Perry, Ann Wilson, John Fogarty, Miley Cyrus, Joan Jett, Mick Fleetwood, Peter Frampton, Pat Benatar, Paul McCartney, and even more. So let's rock out Jillian with What Has Rock and Roll Ever Done For You? see it being a very popular karaoke song all the gals oh, up there this it's you know it's a real honky tonk kind of just bread and butter rock and roll track and 
I think what makes it really cozy for me is just the patter between Stevie and Dolly, like exchanging quips and saying, no, it's, it, it's your song. Well, it's your album. Like, go ahead. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and then, they're, you know, they're calling and responding to each other. And I think that like that back and forth is what makes it extra fun and cozy. Yeah. And Dolly's just so cozy. She always reminds me of my grandma. I've been to Dolly World together. So any rock and roll song from Dolly is a hit for me. And I love the album cover. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just like, you got to check it out. Yeah. Dolly Parton's new album, Rockstar. Well, mine is a very big departure from <laughs> the, that pick. My song this week is from O.C. Elliott. I never heard of them before, but I came across them on a playlist. And I think they had a song featured on Grey's Anatomy, as, as many small acts tend to do. And that's from a few years ago. But this is from an upcoming EP, which debuted on November 24th. They don't have a name for it yet, at least at this time of this recording. And it's they're comprised of a duo, John Middleton and Sierra Lundy. And the song is This Beautiful Life. And I like it because I picked it during Thanksgiving seasons when we recorded. And so it's a song that really focuses on gratitude and being thankful for the small things and just finding those, those joys. And um, it felt really appropriate for their time. So let's take a listen to This Beautiful Life by O.C. Elliott. How you playfully tease me while I'm resting. How you laugh when you see us succeeding How you look when you're taking in a new day And I know these little things are like Yeah, this would go great over a Grey's Anatomy montage. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's very Grey's Anatomy tailored, but it's just so gentle and soft and something that you can even listen to when you're tufting or crocheting with your coffee sitting next to you and just being appreciative of the, you know, the little things. And yeah, no, this is a really sweet track. Their voices are so luscious and like the texture of their voices is really beautiful. This is a great track. Thank you, Jillian. Yeah. And they, well, and they better figure out what their EP is going to be called because it's coming out very soon. So well, what I recommend my gentle recommendation for them, because they seem like lovely people, they need to update the website and then also their socials. Mm -hmm. Just they're like, oh, we have a new EP coming out November 24th. And they re repeated that a bunch, but they never said what Named the title it. was. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're, maybe that's a part of it. Maybe it's part of the marketing as a surprise. Or maybe it's just uh, called This Beautiful Life. And so they thought it was repetitive, but that's true. Yeah. But yeah. They seem they're, they're from Canada. They seem great. <laughs> very sweet very they're, sweet up there, they're up there with the hallmark stars filming now generally you want to keep flammables away from our yarn crafts but we do want to sniff a brand new candle and we have one here for you today jillian what scented candle are we trying out today yeah i wanted to find a candle that was on the nose what we're talking about and i came across kringle candle company's knitted cashmere scent and the description for knitted cashmere is all cozy and cashmere on those crisp, cool fall days. Knitted cashmere is a fresh yet soft, silky scent with warm suede, neroli, and lily of the valley woven with patchouli, chestnut, and white woods. And the top notes are lemon, neroli, lily of the valley, the mid notes, warm suede, patchouli, and the chestnut base, vanilla, birchwood, and tonka bean. I hope I pronounced those right. The notes always, always terrify me. I'm like, God, what's coming for me? So it's coming across as very vanilla heavy, 
which you know to be honest i assumed anytime a candle mentions vanilla i know that i'm gonna get hit a lot heavy of it, with that yeah. the most yeah let me take a yeah. it, it's a lovely vanilla scent i'll just i'll just leave it at that i'm not really getting any of the other notes that's kind of a shame because a lot of those mid notes sound really and especially when you're trying to evoke cashmere the patchouli or suede in particular, the warm suede of that, maybe even the chestnut, sounds like it could help bring that scent out. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm getting a little bit. I can smell, you know what, out of all of that, the lemon, a hint mm. of it, which is is a nice is a nice touch to it. It makes it a little bit different. Granted, I got one of the smaller versions of it, so that could be it. And then that's the reason. Maybe if I put it in a bathroom and close the door and came in I'd, I'd feel differently it's a good bathroom candle for sure and it was only five dollars they have a lot of knitted scents on their site so maybe it's something they specialize in mm-hmm. it is a very warm scent which is which is nice for the fall I, I get that feeling it's very comforting i just wish it was a little less vanilla-y where are you falling on a rating this is this is a tough a tough one i think i get half a wick Half a wick? Yeah. Oh, you're a tuft customer. <laughs> yeah. Half, half a wick. That might I might change when I get a better feel if it's, in, if it's in a smaller room. But also, I have to be honest and say that the shipping was a little bit of an issue. I mm. ordered it on November 5th. And it got here on November 18th. That's almost two two weeks. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Which and that's, kinda... you know, we're always panicking because, I mean, you ordered that with a lot of time to spare and yet because we're recording, we're recording this on you know, a day after it arrived, you know, it's important for us to make sure that we have our candles shipped in a timely manner. Candle companies listening. <laughs> yeah. which And hey, it's the holiday season and yes. it, it is, does have a very lovely scent to it, especially if you're a vanilla fan. So I don't want to be too harsh. I mean, I love the Kringle name. So yeah, very cute. Yeah. Very cute. And half a wick for me. All right. Thank you, Jillian. Yeah. So before we go, we do have a few shout outs. First of all, Thank you, Moonlight Powers, for the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Moonlight writes, I've been listening for years and love listening to the cozy friendship between Matt and Jillian, fun topics, and DIY. Perfect episode for you, Moonlight. (laughs) Two real people sharing their love of cozy with the world. If you are a sensitive soul, I recommend this podcast. Thank you so much for your review. And a reminder that as of this recording, we need 14 more reviews on Apple Podcasts to get our goal of 200 before Christmas. So that's our Christmas witch. We're so close to 200. We just kind of want to get over that the hump. Just to, you know, the satisfaction of seeing over 200 uh, when we look at our podcast page. Help us achieve that goal. If you write something, we'll read it on the show. But if you're like, you know, I'm 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 a busy bee. I don't have time to sit there and tippity type. Don't worry, totally gotcha. Just go ahead and hit those stars and that'll do the trick and that will count. So if you haven't yet, please uh, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts, but especially if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a rating. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's like when you open the mailbox and you find an unexpected letter from a friend or a gift someone sent you. That's like when I open up the email and see that we got a new review. It really makes us happy. We like to be on top of the cozy heap of podcasts. So it, it does help us hit higher when people go search for coziness in their podcast directories, that'll help us show up first. 
speaking of happy things and a lot of love from our listeners, we have a new member of our Patreon, Colleen Holt. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, It's always nice, once again, to see that notification that we got a new member and then you get your cozy swag sent in the mail with a handwritten card. And it's it's always fun to go to the mailbox and know that I'm sending someone some cozy swag and a little gift and appreciation for supporting us in that way. So thank you, Colleen. Hope you enjoyed your sticker and your magnet. Yes, thank you for supporting our show. And if you are interested in supporting our show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingscozy. We have our book club, exclusive episodes for subscribers where we read a book every month. We share it with you at the top of the month. We all read it. And at the end of the month, we have a live discussion on Zoom. We all talk about it with our members. If you weren't able to make the meeting, we put the episode up on our Patreon so you can listen later. We love our book club. It's so much fun. We hope you'll consider joining it. And you get access to that if you join our Patreon at the votive level or higher. And with that, we hope that you have a day that's knitted with coziness and love and keeps you in stitches. (laughs) (laughs) The good kind, yes. And we'll be back in your ears for a very festive Holly and Jolly episode coming up next. Looking forward to that. Until next time, stay Stay cozy. cozy.